This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And very pleasant. Good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park in Miami, the Marlins were trying to finish off a sweep of the visiting Washington Nationals. Trevor Rogers went opposite of Steven Strasburg, who was making his 2022 debut for Washington. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, for the Marlins, a great week here at home. They go 5-2 and two on a seven-game homestand against the Giants and the Nationals. They close it out tonight sweeping a three-game set for the Nats. The final score in the finale, 7-4. to four. Trevor Rogers over Steven Strasburg in this ball game. Rogers really in desperate need of a good start. It's been a struggle for him so far here in 2022. Strasburg really excited to finally be back on a big league mound for the first time in just over a year. Hadn't pitched in a major league game since June 1st of last season. And if you want to make kind of a soft landing in the eyes of Steven Strasburg, well, you get a chance to return against a team that he has really dominated over the better part of his 13-year big league career. Coming into this game, he had won each of his last 12 consecutive decisions against the Marlins. 12-0 in his last 14 starts against Miami. A 1.23 ERA against the Marlins in those 14 games beginning September 20th of 2015. Coming into this game tonight, Strasburg had not allowed a run in his last 24 and a third innings against the Marlins. He was dazzling against them, winning four times when he last faced the Marlins in 2019. Now, a lot of new faces on this ball club in 2019. The 2022 Marlins don't look anything at all like the 2019 ball club. And after Trevor Rogers pitched around a couple of hits and worked a scoreless top of the first inning, Strasburg got his first look at these new-look Marlins in the bottom of the inning. Things got started with a bunch single by Jazz Chisholm. He stole second base, but he was still at second base with two outs after ground outs by Garrett Cooper and Jesus Aguilar. But then Avi Garcia worked a walk, just the sixth he has drawn all season, and the Marlins had runners at first and second. Two down in the first. They needed a big two-out knock, and they got it from Jesus Sanchez. The 1-0 is bouncing ball right side. Dive for Adriazza. Can't get it. Base hit right field. Jazz will score. Garcia's headed to third. Sanchez wants second, and he's in there safely. And it's 1-0 Marlins. So Jesus Sanchez, who had missed just about the last two games, most of the game here Tuesday night and all the game last night with some upper back tightness, delivers the RBI double. Marlins had the lead, and they weren't done. They got another big two-out hit, this one from John Birdie. 1-0 pitch is a line drive into center, base hit. Birdie comes through. That'll score Garcia. Sanchez racing to the plate. He's going to score. Ball gets away, headed for second base. Birdie, and the throw won't be in time. 3-0 Miami. So three runs in a 25-pitch first inning for Steven Strasburg and the Marlins. We're off and running. Now, Trevor Rogers came out in the second inning, set down the side, one, two, three, a couple of Ks, had a perfect third inning. 
when he got the first out in the fourth inning, retiring Juan Soto. At that point, he'd retired eight in a row before Josh Bell singled, but he came back, struck out Michael Franco, got Yadiel Hernandez to ground out to short, and this game remained 3-0 all the way into inning number five. That's when the Nationals made things interesting. The inning began with a Riley Adams single. He was a race on Fielder's Choice ground ball off the bat of Luis Garcia. So Garcia was at first with one out. Garcia would take second on a Victor Robles single. Then a walk to Lane Thomas loaded the bases with one out. In a 3-0 game, Trevor Rogers in a tough spot. Eddie Adrianza hit a ground ball to third base. John Birdie came home. They got the force out at the plate on Garcia for the second out, but he was not yet out of the woods. Bases loaded, two down. The count went full. It was an eight-pitch at bat. What a duel. Trevor Rogers facing one of the great hitters in the game, Juan Soto. Bases loaded, two down. Another 3-2 to Soto. It's a line drive into left field, down for hit. That's going to score a couple. So Soto delivers his first two RBIs of the season against the Marlins to make it a one-run game at 3-2. It was his 26th at bat of the year against Miami pitching, and his first two runs batted in. He went one for five tonight, just two for 11 in the series, and he's only five for 28 against the Marlins this season. Trevor came back, though. He retired Josh Bell on a fly ball to right, ending the inning. Bell had had hits his first two times up and would reach base three times in the game. So Trevor needed to work hard after throwing only 57 pitches in the first four. It was a 28-pitch fifth inning. The Nats sent seven to the plate, scored two runs, made it a one-run game. And all of a sudden, things had certainly tightened up at 3-2. to two. But in the bottom of the fifth, the Marlins would chase Steven Strasburg. With one out, they strung together six straight hits. First, the second bunt hit of the night, third of the season for Jazz Chisholm. So Miami had speed at first, one out in the fifth inning for Garrett Cooper. 3-1 to Cooper's a bouncing ball over third. Fair ball down the left field line. Franco got a glove on it, slowed it down. Jazz headed to third. He'll be held. He's going to run through the stop sign, and he's going to score with a head-first dive. An RBI double for Cooper, and it's 4-2 Miami. Coop would go two for three tonight, his sixth consecutive multiple-hit game, the longest such streak by Marlin since D. Strange Gordon, now a national, had seven in a row. Back in 2017, Coop, a single, a double. He was hit by a pitch, went two for three officially tonight. So the Marlins had a big add-on run, but they were far from being done. With Jesus Aguilar at the plate, a wild pitch would get Cooper to third. So he was 90 feet away for the first baseman, Aguilar. 2-2. Aguilar line drive, center field, in for a base hit. That'll score Cooper, and it's 5-2 Marlins. And the Marlins still weren't done. Aguilar with the RBI single. Avi Garcia would follow with a double into left center field. They would try to score Aguilar all the way from first base. He'd be gunned down, though. The center fielder Robles to the shortstop Garcia to the catcher Adams. 8-6-2 for the second out. Garcia in its second with a double. He had gone before that 70 straight plate appearances without an extra base hit. Just his seventh extra base hit of the season. Four doubles now, three home runs. So the Marlins had a 5-2 lead. They had Garcia at second. Two outs in the fifth for Jesus Sanchez. 2-2 to Sanchez. Blasted to right. Way back. Soto at the wall. Goodbye. Over the bullpen. A two-run homer for Sanchez. And the Marlins lead it 7-2. Jesus Sanchez with his eighth long ball of the season. Coming in tonight, his first seven home runs.
had traveled an average of 434 feet. That is the longest average home run distance by any player in baseball this year who has hit at least five home runs. 434, the average. The uh, Let me check the home run distance if I can very quickly. I'm going to need to get back to you, I think, on this one on Jesus Sanchez. Didn't check it at the time, and I'll, I'll get it for you. But uh, it was another long home run up over the bullpen in right field. That made it a 7-2 game. The Nats would get a couple of runs back in the seventh inning against the Marlins bullpen after the starter Rogers went five, six hits, two runs, walked one, struck out five, 85 pitches, 54 strikes. Tommy Nance shut out sixth inning, but in the seventh, he walked the first man, Garcia, then he hit Victor Robles, two on, nobody out, back to the top. The order for the Nationals and Lane Thomas. Nance comes set. Here's the pitch. We got a line drive down the right field line. That's a fair ball. Rounding third and scoring is Garcia. Robles is flying. Gary DeSarcina will hold him up at third. Now the ball gets away. Robles is going to score. And it's 7-4. Miami. Thomas with a double. The two-run variety. He'll get credited with one RBI. But all of the sudden, this is a ball game here in the seventh inning. It was 7-4 at that point. Richard Blyer came out of the bullpen. He would strike out Eddie Adrianza. He got Juan Soto to bounce to second. After he walked Josh Bell, Anthony Bass came on with two men on, facing the tying man, two outs in the seventh. He got Michael Franco to pop to second. Bass then with a scoreless eighth inning, and we went to the ninth. Miami seven, and the Nationals four. Tanner Scott got the ninth inning tonight and made quick work of the top three men in the batting order for the Nationals. He caught Lane Thomas looking at strike three. Got Eddie Adrianza swinging at strike three. Adrianza 0 for 5, three Ks tonight. And then Juan Soto will fly a ball to left. That's how this one ends. The Marlins over the Nationals tonight, 7-4. to four. Trevor Rogers, the winning pitcher, mentioned five innings, six hits, two runs. On the other side, Steven Strasburg allowed seven runs on eight hits and four and two-thirds. He walked two, struck out five. Hit a batter, threw a wild pitch, allowed a home run. He threw 83 pitches, 53 strikes. So Strasburg, who had been 12-0 in his last 14 starts against the Marlins, Strasburg, who had not allowed a run in his last 24 and a third innings against the Marlins, tonight allows seven runs in four and two-thirds innings. He had allowed seven runs in his last 10-plus starts against the Marlins before tonight, a span of 70 and a third innings. So seven runs over 70 and a third innings coming in for Strasburg against the Marlins. Tonight he allows seven runs in just four and two-thirds. Marlins win it seven to four for Miami. Seven runs, ten hits, one error, five left. Marlins in this ballgame went four for nine with runners in the scoring position. For the Nationals, four runs, nine hits and an error. They leave eight. Rodgers the winner, three and five. Strasburg the loser, 0 and one. Tanner Scott saved number three. Time of the ballgame, three hours, nine minutes. The Marlins finish a five and two homestand. By sweeping the Nationals three in a row, they move a game over 500 now at home at 15 and 14. They're 25 and 30 overall. Meanwhile, for the Nationals, the end of a three and seven three-city road trip. The Nats fall to 21 and 38. They have matched their low water mark for the year, falling 17 games under 500. They are 12 and 20 on the road this year. The Marlins and Auto Nation partnering again this season to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to AutoNation's Dry Pink Initiative to support cancer research. Tonight, 9Ks. That means $225. 
for this season. 489 strikeouts recorded by Miami Pitching. $12,225 to Donations Drive Pink Initiative. Marlins win at 7-4 over the Nationals. Now they hit the road for three in Houston, three in Philadelphia, and four in New York against the Mets. Ten games over the next 11 days. The three in Houston, 8-10 tomorrow night, 4-10 Saturday, and 2-10 Sunday. Those start times all Miami time. Tomorrow night, Pablo Lopez faces righty Luis Garcia. Saturday, Braxton Garrett makes his second big league start of the year. A matchup of left-handers. He'll go up against Framber Valdez, who's 6-2, and a 261 ERA. And then Sunday, Edward Cabrera, after two dazzling starts, will face Justin Verlander in his third start of the season for Cabrera. Verlander is 7-2, a 2.13 ERA. Going to be a great test against those arms and against those Astros bats, especially at Minute Maid Park. So the Marlins beat the Nationals 7-4. Good stuff for Miami, now 25-30. Before we hear from the skipper, let's take a moment for a quick commercial break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back with you on Marlins Rewind this morning. Let's hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly after Miami's 7-4 win over the Nationals that capped off a series sweep last night. Donnie, six runs against Strasburg. Uh, the first inning came out attacking three runs. How early, um, how important was it against a guy like Strasburg to come out attacking and not let him get settled? Well, anybody, you know, get on the board. And, uh, you know, we didn't quite know who we were going to face tonight I know with the name and everything else but you never know what a guy had pitched in a couple of years what it's going to look like um, so we you know again we talked about trying to face who we saw tonight um, and guys did a nice job you know getting getting some guys on base we got some key hits um, and we're able to you know stretch it out St. G. Homer was big obviously Jazz getting on a couple of different times and getting in scoring position Aggie got a big hit uh, in there and then we're able to, you know, just get a, do enough, you know, tack on and, and keep the game, keep the game moving. On the flip side, uh, Trevor Rogers, what'd you see from him today? Solid. No, Trevor's good. Um, you know, obviously, the the last thing was he does he walk a guy, maybe hit a guy. Uh, no, that that was Tommy. Uh, yeah, just got himself in a little bit of trouble there in in the fifth. Um, stuff seemed like it was still good. Just had to use a lot of pitches. At that point, I wanted him to have a good outing. You know, Soto ends up getting him 3-2, a couple of misses, and gets him in a account where you want him to attack, and he does. And um, obviously gets the hit, but we were able to bounce back after that. So I thought Trev was good. Jazz has two great bunts today, perfectly executed. What does that do for his game to be able to be able to execute that the way he does? And obviously, we know he's got the power as well. No, it's just getting on and causing trouble. 
you know, and that's what it is if they're going to give it to him. He's worked on his button all spring. Um, you know, the way they shift him or tried to shift him, um, those are just – they're basically doubles, right? And, you know, people, they'll say don't bunt, but for Jazz, those are like doubles. And uh, gets him on base. You have to deal with him on the bases. And gets guys – you know, hopefully gets guys – little bit of diverted attention from the pitcher where he has to deal with the guy first and the hitter, so uh, it's good for everyone. The uh, Cooper's double when he scores from first kind of goes through the stop sign, just that whole sequence, which you see, I don't know. Just ran through a stop sign, pretty much. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you love his aggress- aggressiveness, but yeah, we're in a, a good spot there. It worked out, so you're okay. Would you like to see more? bunting from Jazz? I mean, if they're going to keep giving him to him, he's working on enough. It looks pretty darn good when he does it. Yeah, I don't necessarily, you know, those are his decisions to make, really. But you'd like the fact that he's willing to take them, right, and and be willing to just get on base. And, and that's really the, the key. Again, I think both those bunts are really good bunts. Uh, and the way they, they're playing him back there, it's really almost like a sack bunt. And so... Yeah, Again, did, take what they give you. I, did you love the old-fashioned aspect of that, watching it tonight? Like, the team kind of goes back to the roots. Jazz lays the bunt down, steals base, comes around to score, does it again later. Like, yeah, it's nice to be able to put some runs on the board like that, right? Again, put pressure on them, uh, gets the game going in a good way right away. Um, yeah, I mean. Getting back to the roots a little bit. Yeah, I don't know about I, I mean. You know, I don't know where we ever get away from just taking what they give you, right? You're trying to score runs any way you can. Um, and, and better teams are going to find more more ways to score. Um, because if you do get where we want to go, uh, you don't just bang in the playoffs. you gotta, you got to be able to find some ways to score runs. You get the better pitchers all the time. You don't, you don't get four and five. You get one, two, three, mostly one, two. And it's hard to score runs. So you, you, you need to be able to, you know, get some hits in there and, and push guys across. Um, couple We have a couple guys that can do it. Burt runs, runs well. Uh, Jazz runs. You know, a few guys that you can kind of put the game in motion and then bangers in the middle there. So you, you, you know, hopefully that we, as we grow, uh, find more ways to score than just you know, hitting the ball in the seats. Sanchez's bat seems to be okay, I guess. Yeah, it looked all right. Yeah. <laughs> nice to see him hit the homer, though. I mean, get the double for you. Keep it going right where he picked up after a couple No, of I think the, obviously the first one, you know, he, he gets to hit in the hole there to, to drive in a run. And then, the, you know, they, they kind of got back in the game there at, at to 3-2, and we get those runs right back. And that was the key. And, they, you know, they kept coming. They got, they got two more uh, later to get it, you know, get it back in the game. I'd love to have extended it more and, and – Used a few different guys, um, but you got to do what you got to do, try to win a game. Are you seeing a bit more consistency with the offense the last week or so? I, I think we've been a while, you know, getting better. Um, guys have kind of settled in and, and they start to, I don't, I don't know what it is, but, you know, it seems like guys are settling in where they're going to be in the lineup. They pretty much know. Um, Still haven't got all our guys going. I don't think Avi's going to get, you know, get rolling. It's good to see him hit a ball in that left center gap. Um, you know, Soli's been going for a little bit. Aggie's starting. Looks like he's starting to all of a sudden get his hits. 
you know, that, and that's really how he drove in so many runs last year for me. Is like he takes those hits. Uh, it's not all home runs and doubles. It's that base hit when guys are out there, and and that's what you look, really love seeing from him is when he's because he's more of, for me always always look at him as a more of a pure hitter than power guy, and who gets his hits all the time, and then he pops some balls now and then, and uh, so it's good to see that come back, and so hopefully we're we're getting our crew going a little bit. Bert swinging the bat pretty good, getting on base. You know, Jazz is starting to get going again. Saying she's starting to get going again. So it's like the group is getting going. Miggy's been hot for, you know, to me, been swinging the bat well for probably three weeks to a month now. So he's looking more like himself all the time. He had a little bad luck tonight. But most of our guys are starting to look like they're they're kind of falling into their slots. How big is this next stretch? Houston breaking two divisional series on the road? Yeah, you just don't want to look too far ahead, right? Um, they go to Houston. That's going to be a tough series, obviously. It's a, they're a really good team. They've been a good team for a while. Um, so we'll start there. Um, but yeah, if you look at the, if you look at it too far out, you start going. You know, you can't. It's hard to do that in this game. You just go series at a time. Try to win a series in Houston, and go from there. I know we've said for a couple of years now, if he can say healthy, Cooper's a darn good hitter. I mean, over the course of the last couple of weeks, he's gotten on base percentage. Darn near 500, but what makes him such a professional hitter? I mean, he's getting multiple hits a night, and everything seems to be up the middle and away. Well, I think that's the key right there. Like, Coop is one another. He's a lot like Aggie from the standpoint, good hitter. You know, he uses the whole field. He's, he's capable of being, you know, leaving the ballpark in right center, uh, but he's got both gaps. You know, they pitch him. He has a pretty good understanding also of how they pitch him and what they're trying to do to him. And so, Coop's always been just good hitter and because and early on in his career it was probably more um, you know coming through the minor leagues like well how do we get this guy to hit homers right? he doesn't hit any homers you know that that's to me he's another good hitter with and probably more power more real power than for me Aggie on that side of it um, but good hitter first and that's always that's always best Donnie, you mentioned the power hitting now. Well, can you talk about the impact Jesus Sanchez has in this lineup? I'm sure it's nice to have some pop on that side of the plate with Soler, Aggie, you know, Cooper. I'm sure it's nice to have him back in the lineup and producing. Yeah, when he's producing, I think that changes our lineup because now you get a left and we're, we're pretty heavy right, right-handed again. We, we've in the last couple of years, we've been heavy right-handed, which kind of gives, you know, it's, it's you're better, you should be better against lefties, but it's nice to have that balance. So when when Jazz is rolling a little bit, Sanchez rolling, you know, when Joey's in there and back, it kind of gives us some balance with all our righties. So uh, it's always nice to have some lefties in the lineup for sure. All right, so that was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after Miami's sweep of the Washington Nationals last night. The Marlins are in Houston at Minute Maid Park tonight. Pablo Lopez versus Luis Garcia. It's an 8-10 start back home Eastern time, 7-10 Central. But 8-10 Eastern will be on the air at 7:40 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.